Hello everyone, it is October 19th, 2021. Welcome to Flight Risk Outdoors, your chance to escape. I am your host, Robert Bruton, and welcome to the show today. And we are on location, so if you hear a little background noise, I always get people saying, what about the background noise? What about the background noise? Well, we're normally out on location, so you are gonna get a little background noise, sorry. Uh, but it, uh, uh, that's all part of the fun of the show. Um, I am actually in a Volante fifth wheel today, and we've been shooting a little bit of uh, new stuff for the YouTube uh, channel, so we'll uh, be putting that out soon. But anyway, um, stay with us, and we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Hello again and thanks for staying tuned and today I want to talk a little bit about just exactly what our tagline says uh, it's your time to escape so and tell you just how easy it is uh, to go camping RVing uh, how to find places to go camping how to find places uh, to park your RV and let's get dive right in so if you have an RV or you're considering an RV, there's some cool things that are uh, neat to know because uh, a lot of people are, uh, well, you know, I'm going to have an RV, I'm going to have a payment, I'm going to have insurance, I'm going to have all that, you know, and really RVing is more affordable than you think. All right. So um, with extended term financing, you can get uber cheap payments. Uh, insurance is not all that bad even if you're getting a big uh, glamping fifth wheel uh, the insurance is is really not that bad so finding a place to go now here's some things to consider uh, when you are getting ready to go uh, out and uh, get some camping done there are height and length restrictions in state and national parks. So typically <clears throat> a big chunk of state and national parks is somewhere between 32 and 38 feet. Now is somebody gonna come out with their measuring stick and things like that? If you know the way and you know it's a, you know, you're a couple feet over it or whatever, um, if you know your way in there and there's not gonna be a problem for you to maneuver, and that's the one thing you wanna make sure, a lot of these uh, height and weight restrictions are, or height and length restrictions, I should say, are based on uh, what the road capacity is at the campground that you're considering. So you want to make sure that uh, you kind of do a little research before you go out and venture out and buy the trailer and then realize half the national parks you want to visit, you can't even take your trailer in. Now, here's having said all that, here's a solution for that. You know, if you like a bigger camper and you want a bigger camper, um, you can find an RV park outside uh, of a state park or a national park, I should say, but either or, and then, um, you know, drive your vehicle through the uh, national park. You just won't be able to camp in the national park. Uh, so if that's something you want to do, and because there are some beautiful camping sites inside national and state parks that are just breathtaking. So, you know, that is really something to consider when you're getting out there. Usually a overnight stay um, 
is anywhere from say five to twenty bucks a night it's not expensive at all uh, sometimes they'll just ask you to make a donation if it's a peak season um, I can tell you you need to call ahead and make reservations and things like that and there may be a, a price increase during peak uh, uh, peak times so you know if you're going up somewhere where it's going to snow you know you may be able to get a little uh, discount because of weather conditions and things like that if the park's empty that type of thing so um, a national park pass is only like eighty dollars per year so you can get a national park pass and the same thing if you're going to visit a bunch of state parks in uh, your state they have annual uh, passes and if you're a senior um, they have senior prices and uh, most times uh, children under certain ages get in for free so you have um, it's again not expensive at all you know just check uh, with your uh, local uh, or I shouldn't say local but check with your national uh, park um, you know you can call in you there's all kinds of things they do have websites and websites for most national parks um, just you can go there recreation.gov actually manages that in such an amazing way uh, again recreation.gov um, it's an app where you can go online and it aggregates all the information for all the national parks in the United States it's amazing and it gives you all kinds of cool information kids can get on it and look at pictures and all that kind of thing so if you say hey kids we're gonna go to this spot uh, what do you think you know they can get on and actually see a few pictures of the park see what animals are there that kind of thing if there's you know playgrounds and you know it'll tell you if it's kid friendly pet friendly those type of things so be sure that if you're going to visit these areas and you want to stay in these areas that you buy a camper that is easy to get around because remember national park roads are usually very tight and skinny they're not you know they're not going to be they're two lane but they're going to be skinny two lanes so if you buy a big 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 fifth wheel um, you need to give a wide berth and that type of thing for everybody to get past you um, a lot of times the the camping sites are at the very front of the park so you can uh, uh, camp uh, you can set up and you can unhook and go explore the park so just uh, do your research before you make a final decision buying a camper e <clears throat> excuse me the other thing is is if you're a, a tent camper or you're going to buy maybe you're considering a pop-up camper if there are apex predators meaning bears and mountain lions in certain areas they will not let you in or let you camp inside where there are um, bears and things like that a soft side camper uh, yeah one swipe of a paw and uh, bye bye tent so that's another thing about primitive camping as well you know there's some things you need to know but safety is a whole other we've talked about that in the previous podcast so just know what you want to do where you want to go research sizes and things like that to make sure that you don't have that you don't drive a thousand miles get there and they say well i'm sorry your camper's too big it's too high it's too this it's too that you know make sure that you you kind of research all the places that you would like to go and places that you might could go in the future maybe it's a longer journey that type of thing and just uh, uh, 
you know, research is the call of the day. So um, it's easy to make reservations in most parks and things like that. Now, here's the cool thing. Okay, as you are driving up to um, a location, if you get tired, so you're not going to be able to drive at real highway speed safely. Okay, so you know you're going to have to to tone down your your you know instead of going 85, you may have to go 65. So give yourself an allowance for, and if you're going up mountain grades and things like that, you know you're going to have to give yourself some time to get there. So if you get fatigued driving here's some cool things uh, for example big box retailers a lot of them will let you uh, uh, park out in their parking lot I think we know which big box retailer we're talking about I'm not going to mention their name on the show but uh, there's one or a hundred in every town so uh, a lot of times they'll let you park out at the end of the parking lot you can't unhook you can't run out slides and things like that but if you just needed to take a nice nap you could um, now Cracker Barrel restaurants if you're somewhere where Cracker Barrel restaurants are um, they absolutely will let you park in their parking lot and then of course staying at truck stops you know if you're gonna pull over and you're gonna stay at a truck stop for a little while and catch some shut-eye here's the thing stay in a well-lit area make sure you are in a safe area Okay, you don't need lot lizards and other things coming around and banging on your door. Uh, probably not a good idea. Not certainly not a good idea with kids around. Um, you know the, uh, but you can. You know if you're in a nice place and you see a lot of nice folks and you know there's uh, little places uh, for you to get out and park. Then certainly park. Make sure that everything is locked and secure. Make sure you don't have anything in the back of your truck that um, someone might want to take and walk off with. You know, so make sure if you have coolers and things like that, that they're secure in the back of the truck or you put them in your camper while you're resting. But don't get fatigued. And, and I don't recommend uh, rest stops unless you're up by the front where there's, you know, people walking in and out and you're under a light and you're just too tired. That's OK. But, you know, again, uh, making sure that we are secure, that kids are secure, family secure and that type of thing. Uh, because you are out on the road and you don't know who you might run into. So just be cautious with that. Um, a lot of towns, for example, have, especially small towns, okay? Big cities, probably not so much. I'm not aware of any. But small towns, absolutely all over the country, there are small town communities that have overnight stay campgrounds for free. Okay, a lot of them will let you make a donation to their parks and recreation. Uh, if you want to, you know, give them five bucks, ten bucks, whatever, uh, and you can stay overnight. Potentially, they have hookups or at least dump stations. Um, you probably can get a little water while you're there, and certainly uh, electricity. Uh, the one thing I can tell you about traveling is make sure you have a decent uh, surge protector on your coach. Um, whenever you're traveling, you go to these small towns, these places, you don't know how good the construction is or how old it is. Make sure you have a, uh, if you have a 50 amp coach, you got a 30 to a 50. If you've got a 30 amp coach that you have a 50 to a 30 uh, pigtail so that you don't have to go, well, they don't have 50 amp service or well they've only got 50 amp service or well only only have 30 amp service and we got a 50 amp coach make sure you have that pigtail when you're traveling um, these things and uh, uh, will 
save your uh, life in more times than you can uh, imagine. So as far as, you know, being able to have air conditioning or uh, that type of thing. And so those are neat. And you can find those uh, along your route. That's uh, uh, really great uh, and easy. They're easy to find no matter where you go. Um, so making sure that... Uh, that you secure everything at nights at very important because you're going to go into places that you know have free this and free that and you want to make sure that the folks around you and the people around you um you know are friendly and nice and everybody's looking out for each other uh when you're out on the road i'm not i, I have yet in in the uh years that i've been doing this have i ever heard of anybody getting hurt at an rv park or getting scared now getting scared by uh critters yes <clears throat> but humans not so much so uh it is safe and fun to do the you know your camper does have uh locks and things like that i'm just suggesting that you be vigilant when you're camping okay and what you know hang on guys we're gonna take a short break we're having a little uh interference here hang on just a second okay thanks for staying sorry uh, we're having a little tech issue but anyway so finding places and here's a cool thing you know if you just want to get out and get some camping and you live in say a big city for example new york dallas houston there are places that you can find within a very reasonable distance uh, to these urban areas where you can actually take you or take you and your family camping um, or you and friends. So you can find plenty of places that allow for that. Several places on the Texas Gulf Coast, you can actually sleep on the beach and stay on the beach. Keep in mind that on the beach, the wind is pretty, uh, pretty rugged and uh, sand fleas can be a major, and mosquitoes can be a major pain in the patoot. So uh, just make sure that you're ready for all that with good bug spray, citronella candles if they'll stay lit. And uh, never burn a fire or candle in your tent ever, okay? Uh, not a good idea, all right? If your camp, if you, the wind got up and gusted and blew your tent down on top of your candle it you know it yeah that's a major bad thing so keep that in mind when you're when you're doing stuff and don't think you're gonna be the first guy that uh, you know gets away with doing something stupid because the first time you do that um, you can it, that can end in tragedy so don't put yourself in that position ever please thank you and so again you can find these things I use recreation.gov a lot um, this is not an endorsement. They are not paying me to talk about them. It's just something I use and I like using it because it's, uh, man, if the government ever got something right, they did get this website right and it does work very well. Um, most of your, like the Texas Parks and Wildlife, you can find your state will have a uh, Parks and Wildlife website. Go to it, find out where your state parks are. Um, those are obviously very uh uh, cool to go see there's always something to see there's a reason that they're preserving that park and it's usually for a really cool reason okay it's 
beautiful, the wildlife, whatever's there. Um, if it's an old fort, if it's an, you know, uh, a beautiful scenic area that they, they do not want developed around, if there's a beautiful river, cascading waterfalls, that type of thing, you just don't know until you actually go out and do it. Like um, a friend of, some friends of mine uh, went down to Big Bend and uh, one of my girlfriend's friends found a... Uh, uh, a place off the beaten path it was about a two mile hike in but it had a cascading waterfall um, certain times of the year it's running certain times of the year it's not they actually hit it on a time when uh, there had been a lot of rain so it was breathtakingly beautiful worth the two mile uh, jaunt into the park uh, and but it was way off the beaten path uh, because you had to drive you, you know four-wheel drive vehicle that type of thing but if you have all these things or you're a jeeper that type of deal man you can find some cool places to go and just see some amazing things that uh, obviously you're not going to get to see every day and that's another thing that uh, I just can't tell you enough about getting outdoors you know imagine being able to see something that you know not too many people get to see all the time and you know, it's like going to Caprock Canyon, you know, South, South Plains Bison, you know, these, these animals, when you're looking at it and you're going, wow, this is kind of, you know, it's a big herd, but you're going, wow, this is all that's left, you know, and that's a pretty amazing thing. You know, when you go to Yellowstone, for example, you see bison there, um, there are gigantic herds, thank God, of bison there. But here, this is not, you know, this is kind of the last of these animals. And, you know, you're just going, all right, guys, this is cool. You know, they're protected. They're in a safe area. Um, they're able to do what animals are able to do. And here's, I want to say one thing. You know, when you go to, there's certain things that I like about, like zoos, okay, and certain things I don't, okay. Um, putting an, an animal, if you look at elephants, for example, these are animals that can, that, that are nomadic. They move, they walk, they go everywhere. And I'm sorry, they say, oh, we have a huge enclosure or, you know, we have a huge space for them to walk free. No, these are animals that make a hundred mile distance in a day. Sorry. You know, it, it's, um, you know, so injured animals and animals that we rescue and and that that have at least that life to live i agree with but when you can get out where they're you're in a nature preserve or you're in a place that that house or that i shouldn't say house but but that has a place like caprock canyon where these animals get to roam in their natural habitat they're not interfered with in any way okay so um you know, they get to do uh, the things that, that they need to do. Plus, because it is such a small herd, they can have people to monitor the herd and make sure the herd doesn't get diseased or anything like that. So they can actually preserve these animals and, uh, and watch over them in a respectful way so that they can still be very wild and very on their own. And I agree for that in major ways. So that's the neat thing about national and state parks, especially where there are animals present that 
they're trying to protect or animals that are able like Yellowstone where many many animals like wolf packs they brought wolf packs back um, you know they um, grizzly bears can go where and when they want how they want uh, you know brown bears all that you know all the natural and they can be and do the natural things that you know that they do naturally it's like um, seeing people you know making them do tricks or making big animals do tricks you know uh, don't even get me started about SeaWorld or Shamu I am not a uh, that is when you go back and you look how and why they do the things they do with those animals and killer whales, I'm sorry, don't live in a damn pool in the wild. And they don't eat, you know, fish that are being thrown to them. Okay, these are animals that eat, you know, <laughs> other animals. So, you know, it, it's, and they sit there and pretend that it's some nice, you know, that they're well cared for. No, they're not. If they were well cared for, they'd be well cared for th themselves in the wild. And so, yes, I can get on my soapbox a little bit about this. But if you want to... Take your children or take your family. Take them to go see animals in now, like for the like in San Diego. Yes, they have a zoo, but they also have a, a game preserve, if you will, uh, where animals are able to be out in the wild. They're able to do things that they would do in the wild. It's just like feeding these animals. When I tell you, when people go out and stuff like that, I tell you, don't feed raccoons don't feed you know when you're because raccoons are really cute and i see people doing it all the time and i'm like dude don't do that don't throw them a hot dog you, you know there's not a hot dog cart where they live other than you okay don't get them used to because if you take that away from them and then all of a sudden we go through a pandemic and we're locked down and people can't go where are these animals going to go eat we have taken what they do and change their natural way to forage for food. We take it away because they they lose that. Because now they can go dig through the trash and do all the things. So that's why they have to, you know, you have to take great care. You know? And when you're throwing them a bologna sandwich or something like that, I'm sorry, is it something? They, they, they have digestive systems too. So think about, you know, before you go do these things and again another soapbox i can get on but and these are fun you know feeding ducks at the at the lake is one thing okay but you know when you see little animals and things like that these are not let them do what they do naturally let them eat what they eat naturally okay and let them do it on their own they're just fine they don't need our help you know so i know that you know, sometimes it's a cute little squirrel, a cute little chipmunk, cute little raccoon, little raccoon mama with her babies. And, you know, we want to start throwing them chips and stuff like that. You know, they don't eat potato chips in the wild. And they have preservatives and things that don't mix well with their digestive systems. Okay. But this, again, we go back to these are the fun things you get to go see in the wild. Be responsible and that's why I love national and state parks more so than I would taking my children to see uh, Shamu do, be worked as a circus pony. That's just not right under any circumstance. Dolphins aren't, you know, dolphins, pods roam. You know, this is what they do in the wild. Now you put them in a, maybe it's a 30, 40 foot deep pool, you know, that's uh, 
50 foot, 100 foot in diameter? Really? These are animals that, that cover vast distances per day in the wild. So ghosts, if you want to see them, in the, hell, even on the Texas Gulf Coast, you can see them in the wild. And no, people don't feed them. You know, that's the, whole, that's the cool thing. They eat naturally, but you can get out, you know, in, on drift boats or you can get out on a, a rent a, a jet ski or something like that and get out. And, and these animals will come around you. You know, you can see them. You can see them playing in the wake of, of ships and things like that. It's really cool. I would a whole lot rather let my children or my family see that than see them boxed in in a uh, small cage. That's normally not the place that they're going to be. If they're rescuing a uh, injured animal, I'm all in. You know, if that's where they're going to stay because they have an injury that no longer uh, will prevent them from living free in the wild, I'm all about that. But to take a wild animal and put it in a cage just doesn't sit right with me. Um, so that's why I'm so, again, pushing that you take your children out to see these animals in their natural habitat, safely in their natural habitat. So, you know, if you take binoculars and go to certain places in Yellowstone, take decent binoculars, you can actually see wolf packs at a distance. Um, obviously, looking at bison, stay a very safe distance from these animals. They, they're grumpy, they don't like you, and they don't want to play with you, okay? And they don't want to do a selfie with you. Um, but, you know, you can see grizzly bears and bears, um, again, doing that at a safe distance, uh, where you can actually get out of their way if you need to. Um, you know, letting them come up to the window. Let me just put it to you this way. A grizzly bear can put his paw right through your window in about a second. So, <laughs> you know, but again, going out and doing this responsibly. I, I, what, I mean, what amazing memories is that going to be for your family? Especially when you do it respectfully and that's really what i'm getting at be respectful of the animals out in the outdoors i'm not you know i just see people doing a lot of things when we're out there um that are that put these animals at risk so don't do that don't be that person and um and you go out and enjoy it and i'm telling you i have photographs i have things where you know my granddaughter calls me oh papa i remember this papa i remember that and just you know um, because we go out and responsibly look at these animals where she can, you know, actually see, see them up close and, but doing natural things. I just love that. Just love that. And these are all inexpensive things that you or your family, uh, can go out and do. Friends can get together, go camping. You know, there's all kinds of fun things that you can do, but get outside, get outdoors Get out where you can really feel and um, it, that you can unplug and really have a, for lack of a better word, a Zen moment, you know, where you can actually just go, oh man, I needed this. Wow. You know, sitting next to a campfire with good friends, having a good conversation, watching the fire, just, you know, chilling. No, no agendas, no nothing, no phones, you know, no text messages, no nothing. Just be 
and that means more than you could ever know um you know one of the things it's not really my saying it's been said by many many people but it's something that i lived don't get so busy making a living that you forget to have a life that's why these places are so easy to get to they're inexpensive you can get out you can do it and make yourself do it you will not be sorry unless you forgot the cooler (laughs) (laughs) and it was full of all your food and your drinks so you know there's in there's going to be funny stories you know you know well dad forgot the cooler uh, you know we you know uh i mean it's you know there's just and how many christmases are you gonna oh do y'all remember you know when we were little dad forgot the cooler all our food and drinks were in it you know i mean you can't you, you, you can't put a price on that you can't not just say that's the most beautiful one of the most beautiful memories in our family is the time dad forgot the cooler going camping because the kids laugh about it you know you laugh about it and it what a what a cherished memory you know and it's a goofy memory but that's the best ones to have so that's the wonderful thing about getting outdoors is you know you can find plenty of places to do it if you live in urban areas they're closer than you think use some search tools again i go back to recreation.gov or any parks and wildlife uh you can find all kinds of things uh you can go to the national park uh website you can go to your uh states uh state uh website for all that and you can find out and see pictures before you go so you know what you're getting into before you get there you know and everybody can get some anticipation and some excitement and um, that's the whole thing so keep it uh, uh, keep it outside keep it fun Uh, remember be responsible when you're outside we are all about conservation and we are all about leave your campground better than you found it if there was a mess there clean it up is it really that hard okay make sure you put your campfires out just properly make sure you put your grills out properly Uh, make sure that you know you dispose of waste properly and make sure that you don't leave any uh think because here's the thing and i always tell people you know that especially and i and i have and i'm sorry cigarette smokers i don't you know if i piss you off you know but if you're the guy that throws his cigarette on the ground birds take those and go line your nicotine filled uh, uh filter with with in their nests because they don't know any different they don't go over and go, hey, Martha, this is a damn cigarette. Don't put it in our nest. It doesn't work that way. So you may want to have all the nicotine you have fine. Do do that. Don't spread that in the wild, okay? Again, another soapbox I can get on. But, you know, make sure that you don't put cigarettes and leave cigarette butts at the campground. That pisses me off, and I will pick them up, but it pisses me off. And it, usually if you hear someone cussing in the campground a lot that might be me because i'm having to pick up cigarette butts because um somebody left that and that's just not right the world the outdoors is not your damn ashtray you know carry something put it in an empty can but dispose of it properly okay enough of that 
So have some fun. And uh, that's going to be it, I guess. We've kind of gone through our little laundry list of things we wanted to talk about. Got a little on soapboxes about, uh, you know, cleaning up and being good and not feeding the animals when we're outside. We got a little uh, on a little soapbox about this and that, you know, zoos and stuff like that. I don't mind zoos. You know, one of the things that that I really respect about um, the San Antonio Zoo is their vultures that they keep there. They have this giant aviary with a uh, gigantic tree and the guess what the vultures get to do they get to leave the aviary and go be vultures so every day at night they secure them and in the day everything's opened up and they are welcome to fly as free as they can and want to be because what vultures do is they soar. They just soar around every day. And so I love that. I, there's, again, there's certain things that zoos do right and certain things that I'm just like, man, that's just wrong on about a thousand levels. Unless that animal just can't, it won't be able to survive if it was born and raised in a zoo. But I just don't think that that's that's the the deal you know i know that zoos make a lot of money i know there's a lot of they say there's a lot of research and stuff like that but there again you know some of these animals don't you know they they roam and do things so that's what i love about certain zoos is they do have programs where the animals are allowed to be natural and i love that about the san antonio zoo and their vulture um, display is is the coolest thing one of the coolest things I've ever seen as far as a zoo goes. So I love that. Anyway, that's why I say get out and, and get out and find a, 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 some natural habitats. Obviously, you're not going to go out and see gorillas, but, uh, you know, you can get out and see some pretty amazing animals, big cats, wolves, uh, bobcats, things like that. You will see these things out in nature and uh, it's I'm telling you a whole lot more spectacular than seeing them caged up. So have fun. Get out there and do some stuff. All right. Well, we're going to kill this show for now because <laughs> I'm beginning to, I think, drone on a little bit about certain things I can get up on my soapbox. But we are about conservation. So part of our mission is speaking up for animals and speaking up uh, about uh things that we disagree with as far as um, poaching and things like that. You will see me get up on a little soapbox about that. So I hope that you like, as we're being new to a, the podcast, that we are going to talk about ways that we can, you know, uh, help protect animals. Okay. I'm all about rescues. I am all about wildlife rescues and I'm all about dog rescues, dogs, cats, uh, reptile rescues, things like that, that uh, uh, you'll never see me get around a snake, but you, uh, I am about saving animals and making sure that they are uh, able to return to the wild. I loved volunteering at a center in, in South Texas where we, um, where I, did, I didn't, but I helped clean and, and and feed and things like that but animals that were uh, natural to the texas gulf coast 
uh, one being sea turtles who were injured, maybe got hit by a prop or got caught up in some fishing line and needed some uh, well-deserved uh, veterinary care, but those animals were released back into the wild. They were never kept as pets or uh, given as pets or sold as pets. These are animals that were returned to the wild safely and with uh, uh, enough rehabilitation to help them to survive and not get out and get hurt again. Um, broken wings on owls and things like that. Some of these animals do get sent to rehab centers or to, or they just simply are never going to be able to return to the wild. Instead of destroying these animals, they're fed, they're cared for, and they can live out a life, um, you know, and uh, and not have to die just because they got hurt. All right, so I. I'm all about these type of things. So that's all the things that, that are fun about getting out in nature and, and, and visiting facilities like this and getting out and doing some really cool stuff. So get outside, get outdoors. Flight Risk Outdoors where it's your chance to escape. That's us. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you listening to the show. I appreciate you being indulgent when we drone on a little bit but that's just who and what we do so have fun if you have any show ideas or you want to tell us a little bit about uh share your stories about getting outside we would love to hear it we would even have you on the show and let you tell your own stories so give us a shout there's a way to get through to us on the on the uh uh, on all of our podcasts, there is a way for you to send me a message. I listen to them all, so we will happily get something together and schedule a call with you if you want to be on the show and tell us about your story or share a fun, uh, funny story of you know a dad forgetting the deal or you know uh, uh, dad fell on his butt out and you know and slid down the hill or you know something that you know was funny and and interesting. We'd love to hear from you. So. God bless. Have a great day, and we'll talk again real soon. Bye for now.